and I love it because there's so many realtors out there that literally build their business based off the referral program. Um, they don't go out of their house. They don't, they haven't showed a home in five years yet. They get a paycheck every month because they've built up this, this awesome referral network. And it's just one more way to utilize that, that beautiful little certification as a licensed real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talked me into it as well. So uh, when you, I'm about to go to Fort Stewart. I'm going to get my license. So you can go ahead and uh, add me to your referral, okay. <laughs> your referral network. So uh, I'm going to do the same thing. So uh, it just, it sounds, uh, it sounds amazing as an extra stream of uh, income too. So, Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby. And this is the military Cash Flow podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And welcome to the Military Cash Flow. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, Jessica, would you mind just going to introducing yourself and letting us know a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yep. Thanks for having me on. I'm Jessica Dean, and I'm currently living at um, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where my husband's currently stationed. And this is our third time living here, so, and hopefully, hopefully final time. So he'll be retiring in a little bit less than two years. So we're excited, but um, we're both originally from up north, but we decided to make the Fayetteville, North Carolina area our home. So, and then as soon as we PCS here this last time, about a little over two years ago, that's when I decided to get my real estate license to finally jumpstart my career for a change. That's great. That's great. I hear uh, Fort Bragg has a habit of, there's a couple duty stations that I hear have a habit of bringing you back all the time. So it's yeah. crazy to say you've been there three times and uh, now it brought, it's brought you back enough times to where you're finally deciding to make it your home, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We keep hopping back and forth from here in Fort Stewart, Georgia. So that's I really where I want to go somewhere different. Huh? Nice. That's where I started off and that's where I'm about to go back to right now. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. That's another one that sucks you back in. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Small world. There's only, there's only so many military bases that are constant. So you're probably going to, if you're in long enough, you will definitely run across the same people, the same faces with the same uh, locations. You got to love yep. it. Yep. The small world. All right. Great. Great. So, um, Military spouses, I think we have a, a pretty um, a pretty large following of military spouses as well. Um, what do you have any any I guess advice that you would give to any of the military spouses that are out there that um, might be listening and um, are kind of because you kind of you kind of alluded to it right? You said I'm we're we're here and I want to start my career for change right? Like kind of going back to your career. So I assume yeah. jumping around it's kind of hard for you to um, to kind of I don't know, find, find your own career or find your, find your, um, I guess, stay in a stable place. I, that has to, that has to be kind of tough, right? Yeah, it is. Especially cause you know, when you're married to someone in the military, it's like we move to somewhere new, but of course their career is the same and they're not starting too much from scratch. But as the spouse, you're pretty much 
brand new, you're starting fresh, um, especially, um, I don't know, if you don't have like a degree in something, um, maybe you can, if you're a nurse, you can transfer to a hospital. But um, yeah, so I pretty much jumped around from like retail and banking and hospitals and I just did something new pretty much everywhere we PCS too. But um, I really wish now that I would have jumped into real estate like years ago um, when I, you know, before we had children. So, cause I didn't know all the details that came into working real estate, like all the benefits it had until I actually finally got into it. So, so tell, so tell me what, I kind of want to touch on that. I want you to really highlight the benefits, but what originally had you choose real estate? You said you did retail, you said you did a little bit of hospital work, but what was the final decision that said, you know, let me give real estate a try. Um, well, my, my husband, he's big into real estate and he, you know, he did a lot of researching, um, and like investing and all that. So he, you know, he kept telling me, he's like, oh, I think you would be great realtor. And, you know, cause you know, pretty much the benefits, like the sky's the limit with the salary. And, um, but I'm just like, I was hesitant for years because it's not a steady paycheck. You know, it's like, you don't get paid until you close on a deal. And, you know, to me, that kind of scared me. Um, but finally, I think after reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, after reading that, I just, it got like the motivation to just stop being scared and just jump in. So then I finally like, it took me years to get up the courage to finally like do it. So then I'm like, okay, after we PCS, I'm just, I know it's going to be our last duty station. So I'm just going to go to school and then just start it finally. And I don't know, that's what I say. I, re I regret that I wish I would have done it like years ago instead of so, being so scared. But So what would you have done if you can rewind, let's say your husband doesn't retire. So he's been in for about 18 years. So let's say you can rewind 18 years. Where would you have started? And uh, what do you think you would have done, especially to mitigate those um, bounces and duty stations every three years or so? Because I know that's kind of got to be tough to get a, a new real estate license every single time you go to a different state. So what would you have done 18 years ago? What advice would you have given yourself knowing what you know now? Um, yeah, so I would have like definitely got my license and built my career a little bit like wherever I was and built those relationships. So if PCS, if I didn't want to get my license at New State, I could have just kept them, you know, active and then in the other state I was in. Um, and then I could have just did referrals mm. or I could have done um, like admin work, do um, like transaction coordinating. Cause I'm like, you don't have to be there to do that. You can just do that from anywhere. So I didn't know there's just, there's so many options doing that. So then, you know, of course we keep going back to Fort Bragg. So I'm like, if I just kept my license from the, to the get go, then I could have, you know, built, you know, even bigger and successful business by now. And, you know, so then I would have been all set. But I love that. Learned. And you mentioned briefly, you said that there's so many benefits to real estate. What are some of those benefits that you you found over the years? Yeah, so, um, yes, like, I didn't know, like, a lot of people, they don't even sell houses, they just do, like, a referral business, like, that's it, 
So it's like, um, you know, you have referral partners all over the world and it's like, you don't have to sell a house like that. <laughs> that's pretty simple. Um, so like that's an option and just doing like the, the administration work. Um, Cause my thing now is having children, I can't um, like physically go into the office like all the time. Cause I still want to be at home with my children and like, need to like take care of them especially because my husband's coming and going all the time mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's the same thing with you know being active duty and trying to start your business like you don't have time to go sit in the office like all week so it's I just love the flexibility that I can just literally work from anywhere like as long as I have my phone like I'm working all right so with all those uh, benefits that you said the the biggest one I think is a key takeaway is that flexibility, like you mentioned. I know for a fact, at, while I started, I was while I was active duty, and it was very difficult uh, to really build up momentum when you would get deployed or when you would go to a two months training or whatever the case is. And you, as a military spouse, yes, your husband is deploying; he's going away on training. You have to be there for your children, so you can't be stuck or it's not very uh, advantageous for you to be stuck at a nine to five, for you to be stuck at something where you're on call, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever the case may be. So the flexibility allows you to build your own business at your pace, build your momentum and not lose it over time, which I think is super, super uh, huge aspect of real estate. And I, and I love the fact, and I'm just kind of um, becoming open to that as well, or just kind of realizing that we put out a video a couple of days ago where me and Mike were talking about the advantages or should investors get their real estate license. And you touched on it and you said the referral business, right? Um, can you talk about that just a little bit for maybe, you know, maybe there's people out there that don't understand like what the referral business is and how you can leverage that to make an additional stream of income, even if you're not actually in the state or from wherever you're at? Yes. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, usually like on Facebook all the time, you'll see other agents. Like I'm in a lot of different real, realtor Facebook pages and they'll like, oh, I'm looking for a Fort Bragg, North Carolina realtor. So then you can, um, of course, you know, do it, your, take that one yourself or you can just um, like refer another agent or vice versa. Um, you know, I have a, a good referring partner like at Fort Stewart. So if I see anybody ever looking at Fort Stewart, I will like recommend her um, and stuff like that. Usually about 25% of whatever commission that you get out of the 3%. And then it could, you know, sometimes people take up to like 30% or more. So whatever basically that other agent wants to charge you for pretty much giving you their client. So it's just, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. So. That's awesome. So do you have a, a, a referral agent, like one agent at pretty much every duty station? That way you can, you, you know, you know, someone's going to go to one of these places, Fort Drum, Fort Carson, Fort Stewart. So you have, do you have one at each location? And then as soon as you hear about a person about the PCS, you're like, Hey, let me hook you up with one of my, uh, one of my partners. Is that pretty much how that works? Yeah, I'm definitely building more um, onto that because I don't have as many like in the area. So that's one thing I definitely want to build more referral businesses as well. Um, I'm definitely need to work on that. But yeah, I know a lot of people just, yeah, they have referral partners all over. And, and I love it because there's so many realtors out there that literally build their business based off the referral program. 
Um, they don't go out of their house. They don't, they haven't showed a home in five years yet. They get a paycheck every month because they've built up this, this awesome referral network. And it's just one more way to utilize that, that beautiful little certification as a licensed real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talked me into it as well. So, uh, when you, I'm about to go to Fort Stewart, I'm going to get my license. So you can go ahead and uh, add me to your referral, okay. <laughs> your, your referral network. So uh, I'm going to do the same thing. So, uh, it just, it sounds, uh, it sounds amazing as an extra stream of, uh, income too. So, um, so let's talk investing. All right. So how did, so how did you, I know your husband, you said your husband's pretty big into um, investing and, and understanding things. Was it, was it you guys collectively or together went at it or did he kind of have to like kind of reel you in a little bit to it or how did that work? Yeah, he's, he's more um, like jump in, like let's do it. And of course I think of like any and everything wrong that could possibly happen. So it makes me um, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit skeptical about doing things like that but um like our first house we bought was at Fort Stewart and um geez I think we were on, I was only 21 years old when we bought our first house and um when we were trying to sell it a couple years later I think that was in 2009 that's when the market was horrible yeah so um we ended up having to rent it so then that kind of ended up being like an accidental investment <laughs> property. So um, learning that aspect of wrenching it. So I, I feel like we've probably been through like anything and everything that could possibly go wrong with having a rental like happen to us. So it, we definitely learned a lot. And then um, when we pieced back to Bragg the second time we bought another house, which we ended up having to rent that too. So then we ended up having two rental properties that we were managing and then when we moved back to Bragg the third time we bought like another house so then it's like we have a house we have two rentals um so just dealing with that eventually we do want to possibly buy a couple investment properties to flip hmm. like that's our main goal um I keep trying to talk to my husband and convince him to do like an Airbnb because I think those are way better than the like long-term rentals. Um, so, I mean, there's just so many different avenues. And luckily with me having like a license and I recently um, oh. had to sell, let's see, two of our personal houses and then bought another house all at the same time. So like that, that was kind of stressful, but at least I didn't have to pay that commission nice. to the listing agent. Nice. So I had to pay the 3% to the buyer's agent. So that saved us like a ton of money in the long run. Nice, nice. I love I love that so much. So you were able to, first off, my first rental was the same way. I bought it with a VA and I knew if I sold, I wasn't gonna make any money. So I ended up renting it, accidental landlord. And, and now <laughs> I invest all the time, but that's a great lesson learned because now you can provide that information to your clients. But what I love was that last little nugget the 3% you saved on three transactions at the same time. If the license paid for itself at that point, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. it's so, so beneficial. 
All right. Hey, I want to get into some of the nitty gritty of the lessons learned on the first, on that first, um, I guess the, the accidental rental or, you know, you didn't really have a choice. You just kind of, you, you uh, <laughs> kind of got it at 09. I mean, you can't really do anything there. So um, but let's get into the nitty gritty of that. What are some of the lessons learned? Some of the things that, um, that, you know, if you could talk to yourself again, then when you're 21 years old, or I say maybe 22 or 23 by the time you're about to sell it, uh, that you would tell yourself now. Um, definitely if you want to rent, try not to do it yourself. And if you're, especially if you're not going to physically be in the area, I definitely suggest getting like a rental company because I think the first two tenants, we tried to do it on our own and it was a nightmare where, um, you know, they would pay this month, but not pay next month or pay half this month and then nothing next month. And then you know, of course, but then you're scared to like lose them all together. So then you just okay what they're doing um, just to have someone in the house paying something every month. Um, but then we yeah, eventually learned to get like actual rental company. So then they take care of everything for us. So that's, that's been a lifesaver. And I didn't realize either um, after, after we moved out and then ended up going to a rental, we didn't realize that our homeowner's insurance changed yeah. to a different policy. So I'm, so I just assume <clears throat> it would be cheaper because we weren't physically living there, but no, <laughs> like <laughs> they charged us more and then our mortgage went way up. So for a while there, we were paying um, out of pocket just to pay the difference from what we were getting from rent to pay our mortgage. So, and it, it's just been a mess. But and we actually is, still have that one property. <laughs> so hopefully one day maybe we will get rid of it. But. Yes. <laughs> but that but that's such an uh I'm I'm so glad that you talked on that and you you touched on that because um I, I think that's one of the biggest um I've said it a couple of times at like a single family home or if you're living it, it's 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 not an asset and a lot of people disagree with me, but it's for that exact reason. That's one of the reasons why why um I've said that a few times. Um, kind of agreeing with, I guess, the Robert Kiyosaki mindset, right? Mm -hmm. um, you talked about the rich dad, poor dad as well. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's definitely true. And I'm glad, I'm glad you touched on that piece. So there's a lot when, when you said begin with the end in mind. Obviously, that was an accidental landlord situation, right? You obviously intended to live in it and then hopefully sell it. Circumstances didn't allow it, but many people will say going back to your find a property management company in the area, many people say, Hey, I want to manage it myself, you know, to get a feel for it. And I always ask them, what's your intent in five to 10 years? Do you still plan on managing your portfolio? Nine times out of 10, they say no. Then I say, why don't, why would you start managing it now? Because ultimately you need to understand how to manage the manager. That's more important for your specific goals. So don't waste your time. And, and during that time you were trying to save as much money as you could because you weren't going to cash flow much. But, the, you know, that manager would have just provided so much more convenience for you, especially, you know, being states apart, you know. Yeah, big yeah. time. I've, mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been telling people that, uh, that that same thing as well. Like, do you, so 10%, let's say you're renting it out for, let's say $2,000. Is $200 worth your, you know, to, to manage a tenant, to chase a tenant around, to do all this stuff, $200 a month. I mean, I feel like you know, your time is probably worth more than $200 a month, which you would pay a property manager to actually do stuff. Now, and again, beginning with the end in mind, if you factor that in to your cash flow, then, then you don't have anything to worry about either way. You're just, you, you're, 
that it's just a great investment. Right. What, what, what was the split? If you don't mind sharing that, you said that you were paying out of pocket at one point <clears throat> in time. Mm-hmm. How much were you paying the difference? Um, what, for a little bit, it probably wasn't too much, maybe like 50 bucks a month. So, and then eventually we um, decided to refinance like years ago and then our mortgage payment went down a lot. So now we're actually making probably at least around like 200 bucks a month. Oh, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, so you tried the, tried to uh, self-manage for a while. Are you still self-managing now or do you, did you um, put in a property or get a property manager? Yeah, I still have the same property manager um, taking care of it in Georgia. So, Excellent. yeah, so I've, Excellent. I've learned. I definitely, um, I know a lot of realtors, they get their license and then they, they like to do rental properties too. But I think from my personal experience and trauma, like I just, I just, I can't do it. I don't want anything to do with rental properties. <laughs> I tried I tried the same thing myself I tried to manage my units myself and I failed miserably I had to go through like two evictions at the same time and and that's when I decided all right it's it's not worth it let me just pass this off to someone else you know I I think we've all experienced that like the property management aspect that takes a very unique personality uh, to be able to follow up and have that type of patience with the tenants and things like that Mm -hmm. I just I just wasn't I was cut from a different cloth. That's not for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's there's tenants out there that specifically look for people that are renting by owner. Like they know that if you're not a property manager, you're likely not going to be as strict and as and know all the rules, you know? So I I know that there's tenants out there like, or oh, I'm looking for someone who's not a property manager, someone who's renting, you know, someone who owns a home that's going to rent it out specifically for those exact reasons. Um, you know, they'll pay a little bit and then they won't pay a little bit. Like I went through the same thing. Yeah. So um, I think we've all learned those lessons. That's, that's uh, again, I'm glad you talked about that. So, so Jessica, I got a question. So you, you've been uh, with your husband, the husband's been in for 18 years now, right? He's been in yes. closely. Okay. You've traveled from different locations. You have children, you started your own career out of all of that. What has been the most challenging thing for you as a military spouse? Um, probably, yeah, probably just not having like a career and like the jobs that I did have, they weren't a career, you know, and it was just like, I knew it was just temporary. And, um, you know, one of the PCSs, I just ended up staying like at home with my kids cause I knew we were only going to be there for a short time. And, um, so I just didn't feel like it was worthwhile to try to do anything. So definitely um, not having the career. And then I just, I don't feel like I'm contributing to the fa- like the household financially. So like, that's been a big thing. And for me, since my husband, you know, he is retiring in like less than two years. Like my goal is to get my real estate business at, um, I don't know, uh, at a good point, I guess, to help with his transition when he gets out of the military. And like, cause he's taken care of, you know, me and our three boys, you know, for years and financially and like having to deploy all the time and go training and schooling. So it's like, I wanted to try to like give back to him. So if like, if he wants to retire and just 
take some time off like he can, you know, cause we'll financially be okay. So like, so that's my, that's my main goal. So that's actually a good point. I, now, obviously me and Dan, we served active and, and actually Dan's wife is still in the military, correct? Yeah, we're both, we're both still active. Okay. Uh, but we haven't really seen, or at least I haven't from the military spouse's perspective. And I'm pretty sure that you've met many military spouses uh, throughout your, your husband's career. But is that a general mindset is where the spouse is looking to find a way to kind of contribute and ultimately, you know, find some way to, to sort of replace that income when it's all said and done? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of the spouses, they try to do some kind of uh, work from home job just so they can make some extra cash mm-hmm. and you know still be at home with the kids because you know daycare costs a fortune yeah. um, you know a lot of them do go to school I've noticed so then maybe once their husbands get out or they retire they'll have their degrees so then they can finally start like their career um, yeah I just I see it all the time so it's just that's that's why it's like you know, I wish I would have known more about the real estate business to start it. Cause I'm like, I could have done it years ago and um, worked at home. Cause you know, at first I think I thought you had to go into the office at that, whatever firm you're at, or, you know, you're mandatory to be there on the weekends or you have to be there. So I'm like, I don't want nothing <laughs> like none of that. Like I want my own business and come and go as I want. So now I just have my office set up basically at my house and I, I run it the way I want to run it. So it works. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think that, that entrepreneur mindset is what really is, is allowing you all of the upside that you were chasing, you know, uh, being able to contribute to the family, being able to replace that income and allow your, your husband to relax in the next two, three years, if he chose to. And yeah. yet you, you have no cap on your limit uh, of, of your income but you have as much freedom in your flexibility. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's amazing. I love how you were able to marry up what your goals and aspirations were with the perfect career field and just boom, succeed from there. Yes, I know. I just want like everybody to, to like do real estate. If I, you know, I see, I see all these moms at home, they're like, I want to, you know, what's a good stay at home job? I'm like, real estate. ever think about getting your license? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like if I can do it, you can do it. Like, let's go. Absolutely. I think that's the the common misconception is, uh, and I had the same thing until literally like two weeks ago when we were talking about it. Um, but if you get your license and all, you're going to spend all your time either sitting at a desk, making cold calls or out on appointments, you know, showing homes and things like that. And, you know, yeah. based off what you're saying, you and Mike are pretty much are, are living. Uh, that's not the case. You don't have to do that. There's different ways to set it up to where you are, um, essentially making it a little bit more passive and having more autonomy over your schedule, right? Yeah. Well, that's the good thing because like if, if you're a person that like has to be in the office to like get you motivated or if you want to be on this big team and um, you know, the team wants you to be there Monday through Friday, then, you know, that's you. But you know, for me, I can't, I don't want to, I'm like, I, you know, I can't do that right now. So um, I like that I have the option. I can do what I want. So I can just be at home and I, you know, like I said, if I have my phone on me, so I can literally work on my phone wherever I'm at. So if I'm waiting to pick up my kid from school, you know, I mean, you know, I can 
you know, work on that. Um, if, you know, and then I work around my husband's schedule or like on the weekends, cause I never have clients that want to like look at houses during weekday hours. They always want to either go after work or on the weekends, which is perfect. <laughs> so yeah. I try to like line it up to where, you know, maybe if I have to drop my kids off at, um, like a facility for a couple hours, then my husband can pick them up or I can just send them to my husband's work for a little bit and he'll just bring them home. So, so it works out. Um, but I learned to tell, you know, not take everything or say, say yes to everything, you know, you know, for clients. Cause it's so hard at first when you're starting your business, cause you just want to say yes to everybody. And mm-hmm. like, you know, but now it's like, I learned, you know, if they're like, Oh, can we look at a house at this time? And if it doesn't fit my schedule, then I'm like, oh, I, you know, I already have an appointment that time. How about this day and time, you know? So I try to, you know, make sure I work everything around like my family time and, and not be a, a yes girl as much. <laughs> I, I love the, the piece where you said most of your clients don't want to see houses until after work or on the weekend. Everybody that says, hey, I have a job or, you know, how can I do real estate part time? Look, the people who are buying houses have a job. So they're working the same times you're working. Go ahead and get your license and then still do this on the side, right? And then controlling your schedule is huge because I did the exact same thing. I was a yes man. Oh, I want to go see this. Yes, it'd be one o'clock in the morning. I'll get the code. (laughs) I got you. But no, you have to be able to control it. And what you find over time is that the clients, they respect the limitations. If you say, hey, I'm only working from here to here, don't, you can call me, I just won't pick up past these times, right? They learn to respect that and they give you your space and you can just move on and operate, you know, at your leisure. Yeah. Oh, time management is key, I love it, all right. So, um, so it sounds like for the most part you've scheduled, um, are, are, you, are you using any kind of uh, like system to keep track of your schedule? I'm just curious, it's just, uh, kind of a random question, but um, are you like just notebook type? Or are you using like a uh, Google something like that? Or because it's, yeah, I, like- I just use the calendar on my phone. I think it's like a Google calendar. Yeah. So I just plug everything in there. Um, and if it's like work related or something to make me money, I always make sure that's highlighted green <laughs> for money. So, <laughs> so I have like everything in there. Excellent. Excellent. So using the calendar and make sure that you are on top of your schedule, putting all the appointments in there and uh, making sure you're good to go. So that's, that's awesome. So we, we talked about uh, your first deal, talked about uh, kind of time, some time management. Um, where you got, where are you at right now? Right. And then um, as far as what, what your rental portfolio looks like, and then um, where are you trying to get to, or where do you see yourself going to in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years, especially after you, especially being that your husband's about to retire. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, well, I just, well, I recently switched firms and, um, me and a couple of my friends, we started our own team, which is different than like any other team I think out there. But, um, so hopefully, you know, our planning is to grow that and to be pretty large team, um, in the Fayetteville area. So I'm excited. I think this year is going to be a great year for all of us. So, and it's, Really quick, I'm sorry. How are you different? Because I mean, you, you just talked about it, so now I'm curious. Like, like you said, <laughs> so, so what what is it that uh that you, that you're doing differently? Um. Well, we're well since uh 
we don't have like actual like office office space, but you know, we work uh, if we need to at one of our preferred lenders office. Um, if we need to go to office space, because I know a lot of teams that I worked with are, are like shadowed. They want you to be in the office during these days, this time, you know, you have to be at our, their huddle meeting first thing in the morning. Um, so we're not like that. Um, and then a lot of times I heard the splits or are, cause you know, with your firm, you have whatever split with them. And then I've, I've heard with a team, they take an extra percentage. So like some might take an extra like 50% of what commission you get back. So, which I feel like you're not really left with anything after, <laughs> after all is said and done. Um, so ours isn't like that. We're, we're, um, so we're not really giving any of our money. If we do get like a, we're doing like rotations on phone, like sign calls. So if we do get like a lead from one of our listing sign calls, then we might put like 10% from our commission into our, our um, business fund. I love, so just, I love the, uh, the, the concept of the, the team that you guys have, because that is extremely unique um, and how you guys are running that. But it seems like it's a great fit because you all come with similar aspirations, right? Similar situations. You said you're all moms. Um, so you guys respect and value the freedom and flexibility that you guys have created. And now I think that that is going to attract many more like-minded agents like you guys to into that type of environment to grow that team. So that's wonderful. Hey, the very, very last question, very, very last question. If you had to give any advice to any, um, any military spouse out there who's just starting off um, in their, in their military career, um, or at least with their, with their husband, um, what advice would that be? Um, definitely, um, like, I don't know, don't let your fears hold you back if you want to do a career, like it's possible. Um, don't think just because, you know, you're going to end up PCSing, you can't continue that business in like the next state, like real estate. You can get licensed and just keep building it wherever you go. Um, yeah, and don't let, I don't know, make sure you ask other realtors like their input and opinions and what the the day in the life of the actual realtor is and don't just assume you know what they do. So make sure you get all the facts and information. So hopefully, if, you know, if real estate is your thing, you can jump all in while while you're young <laughs> and not wait until you're you're older and have a bunch of kids like me <laughs> and just just go for it awesome excellent that's excellent advice uh you know especially the mentor piece because just like you, you talked about i had the same misconception i've been investing for i don't know i've been in real estate in some form or fashion for almost like 10 years now and i still thought i still didn't think about the uh the building your business out to be passive in the sense that you know just getting a referral so um you're 100 percent right about that ask some realtors and um basically find a mentor so yeah yeah all right so um definitely reach out to uh to jessica we'll have all the links down below i think the website is jessicadean.exprealty.com facebook.com uh, slash jessica.carricker.dean 
Um, and we'll, we'll have all those links down below as well. So you can click on those. Hey, um, we, we just started a, a military cash flow Facebook group. So make sure you guys uh, go on there. We got a lot of, a lot of great content, a lot of great um, people uh, putting, uh, putting information into the group. Um, this is all about growth and uh, building a community of other uh, military invest, uh, investors. So you can find a great amount of information there. You can ask them any questions you want to. Make sure you check us out there. Also, um, the podcast, Go ahead and leave a uh, five-star review, if you will. We'd appreciate that. And then uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and share, and subscribe. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's all we got. Um, this is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glaspie. Signing off.